We are back, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio starting off the third half of the program. We appreciate you listening. Don't forget the number here, 1-800-289-9228. Let's get back out to your phone calls. We were talking education at the end of the second half, and uh, Miss Love wants to weigh in. Miss Love, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. I hope you are well. God is able. Amen. This is my take on it, too. I was a single parent. But uh, I'm going to share, say, this is a shared thought. Okay? okay. Yes, it's ma'am. It's not just one person. Okay? It's, uh, I blame it also on the state, on our legislatures. I blame it on the or the education, the mm-hmm. teachers, and lastly, some of the parents. Some parents have to work three or four jobs to survive and let them and make the uh, family survive. What time does that leave them to help with the children? Okay. No, I agree, I agree with you. So, so society has created a situation, and look, nobody get mad at me. This is not an anti-feminist thing. But when we decided that dad, when we decided that dad and mom both need to work full time, and the tax code is set so that they do need to work full time, and we allowed inflation so they have to work full time, and we let illegal aliens come in so that everybody working had to not get paid as much as they would have otherwise, and we did all those things. We left children without their moms to read to them, to, to do all the things that moms want to do. So, so you're you absolutely right, Miss Love. We, we all are responsible. It's a shared fault. And then yep. sometimes you let the dad get away without paying child support. And that's, that's <laughs> I, know. I got you. My, my daughter's in her 40s. Her father still owes me child support. Okay? Yes, ma'am. So this is a shared thought, America. Montgomery, Alabama, take your part in it. This is a shared thought. Let's get it right this time. Please. Love y'all. Amen. Thank you, Miss Love. Mm-hmm. Love you. I mean, she makes a good point. Yeah. We, we really are. I mean, when, when I go on the rant, I'm not leaving myself out. I mean, I vote for people. I vote mm-hmm. for leaders who don't want to fix it. it you know, it's, it's so funny, though, that the legislature now do, is doing the you know, the Literacy Act and the Numeracy Act. Because when we wanted to kill off Common Core, all I was told every day was, well, we're not going to tread on their toes. They're, they're the ones. The school board is the one that's supposed to be doing education. We're not going to tell them what to do, Scott Beeson. We're going to wait till you're gone. Then we're going to tell them what to do, Scott Beeson. So I'm like, you know, they just make up whatever argument yep. they want to make up. But it is not rocket science. They know who can't read. Take the little kids. And and the reason I said the thing about the senior citizens is because I'm preparing for some of the senior citizens who say, I want casinos because I don't have nothing to do. (laughs) Well, then go down to the school and teach little kids how to read. Right. Wouldn't that be great? It'd be fantastic. And they would love those little kids. The little kids would love them, and it would be good for everybody. It's simple. Instead of telling me you don't have anything to do. Agree with you, Scott Beeson. Wow. It's a really? weird... It's a weird feeling for you? <laughs> Let's go to Stacy George. Stacy George, welcome to the program. I hope you are doing well. It's been a long time since I've spoken to you, Stacy. It's been a while, Scott. I, you know, I, I miss those conversations. I 
I was headed to Montgomery. I was down there yesterday and and uh, trying to fight this lottery gambling bill. And uh, and it's interesting. I've I've never really witnessed anything like this uh, on a gambling bill. How quickly it's moving. It definitely has the. Um, they have greased the skids, as you say. Yeah. Yeah, I, I come down and, yeah, I was trying to argue a point. You know, I for years there, I had supported a lottery in the past, and the Lord really worked on me last few years. And, and he, you know, I kept praying. I said, God, I'm, I'm conservative on everything. Why would I be against this? And, and the Lord revealed to me it's about covenant. Okay, so the covenant we have with Israel is a good covenant. You know, we're the first state to recognize them as a nation. And, and we've got a good covenant with them, but this lottery and gambling is a covenant agreement that we don't want to get in because it puts us from the blessing to the curse. Uh, I got you. Yeah, that's uh, that's where it's kind of like the ABC and in the alcohol business. Everybody that gets alcohol at Alabama, you know, ABC store and they go out and get killed, that puts blood on the state of Alabama's hands. We shouldn't be in that business either. So, it's the same way with a lottery. Everything that bad happens ends up being a bad covenant, and we're signed in a document with that, and it puts the curse on us. So we want to stay in the blessing, not the curse. I agree with you. Mm. That's right. Yeah, he's right. And that's what and that's what yeah. we do. I mean, look, if oh, golly, another waxing philosophically, but if you look in the Old Testament, so many of the blessings and the curses that were on the on the nation of Israel were based on the position of the king. The king didn't follow the Lord. The king did follow the Lord. Yeah, there were people that were, clearly sometimes the people were, were going astray and the king said, hey, no, look, we're, you're, we're tearing down all the high places. You're not having your pagan temples. We're, we're getting rid of all that stuff and the country as a whole was blessed. Well, here in our country, we are the kings. Exactly. So when our country exactly. goes astray, it's because how we voted, how what we did. So it is on exactly. us. It is, and we create our own curses. Uh, you know, people said, well, you know, you're not going to hell to play the lottery. I said, you know, I could overeat and it'd be a sin. We're talking about sin, but we're not talking about sin. We're talking about something deeper than that. We're talking about taking and making a compact agreement with the Porch Creek Indians, Milton McGregor's, you know, that mess down there, and all these different groups of people. And when we sign that covenant, not only the lottery, but we're signing the covenant with all of that. And I've been to Tunica, Mississippi, man, and there is, it's like a dead zone coming out of there. It's terrible. And I said, you know what? Everything that bad happens, if we're in that signed covenant and we are that business, we got blood on our hands as a state and we got blood on our hands as people uh, to vote for this. So we don't need to be in that covenant. Um, uh, very good. Thanks, Stacey. I appreciate you, buddy. Be careful on the road. Yes, sir. It is wrong and it is evil for a government to make money, and that's all this is. This is a money maker mm -hmm. for the state of Alabama mm -hmm. to make money off people's weaknesses and addictions. And lying to people. And and lying to people. saying it, you're going to win, hey, you can win, flashy, flashy money, money, you can win, is a lie. Because their goal is for you to lose. Because the state doesn't make money unless you lose. They are, it, it, what they're doing is evil. And I, and I agree with the ABC board. I mean, you, that needs to be gone. That should not right. be run by the government. Um, and but, they're but, but they're debating it, this they, on the House floor right now. They are they are voting right now on HB one fifty one and HB one fifty two. And uh, y'all need to pay attention. You can go to the um, type in 
Alabama legislature, and you can watch it live and listen to the debates on the floor. There's mm-hmm. they've added a few amendments, or at least debated a few amendments. I have a feeling it's going to pass, and every single, especially Republican, that votes for it take names. They need to be uh, primary. It is not a conservative position. Is anybody bringing the amendment that we recommended that just said trash all these pages and just take out the part of the Constitution that says you can't have games of chance? I'm sure it's the Porch Creek Indians amendment so they can get their second third, you know, casino that they want. You know, Actually, we're on the same side of the Porch Creeks right now because they're against the gambling bill because they because, aren't getting what they think they should they be getting. Because they want to be the only ones doing it right, still. exactly. Which is why it should never have started in the first place. Exactly. So why are Republicans caving? Why are they saying yes to something that really we know is evil and wicked? I really want to you understand why I've they're doing this. I've explained a couple of times in the past how very few people in the legislature, at least when I was there, I mm-hmm. want to speak for the, the modern legislature, okay. um, are not making their decisions based on principles or a certain belief system. It's not that, okay, I have this list of these are things that are right, that God says are right, these are things that are wrong, and then, yeah, there's some, there's some gray little places in the middle. It doesn't say specifically... You know, don't have casinos, whatever. But it does have things about praying on the poor and taking advantage of the weak and, and, and saying uh, bad things are good and good things are bad, all those kind of prohibitions. But there's just not a lot of elected officials. And maybe it's our, it's our problem as a society. Not a lot of people who want to take time to think, hey, how does this work out in the long run? They're, they're just voting on what is easy Mm-hmm. And what is easy for their reelection? And remember, I've always said that you got to pay attention to what many of them say. They say, "Look, I'm just doing the things that the people who got me elected want me to do, not the people who elected me, the people who got me elected." Mm. And that is two different groups. Right. Very, very many times, the people who pay the bill to get you elected, the people who are going to fund the campaigns, those are the people who got them elected, mm. not the people who elected them. And they're willing to say, okay, the, the mass, the rams, the raggedy multitudes, they'll, you know, they'll vote for me because so-and-so is going to give me thousands of dollars and I'm going to buy TV ads, I'm going to buy radio ads, and I'm going to say God, country, guns, dogs, children, tractors, you know, churches, vote for me. And the uninformed, low-information voter will reelect them. But, Abs, you're right. There are going to be some surprises in the House of Representatives. Uh, there's one representative from Shelby County. I will not name his name because I can't confirm this, but that is waffling on voting for and being supportive of the gambling bill. And he stands for everything opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Christian, you know, just will say all the right things. And I'll tell you what the poison pill is. What is it? We have convinced folks that to be conservative, you've got to have a, a heavy dose of libertarianism. And so we, we have fallen into let everyone do what they want, let every man follow his own heart, let every man return to his own tents. And that is not how you manage a prosperous society. You don't, you don't go all the way to, you, you have to have some boundaries. You have to say, hey, this is not good. He's not libertarian on any other issue, though. I know, but, it, but that's, the, that's, the, that's how they get the people who are trying to think about it is the, 
people want yeah. to do it, Scott. Why would you stop them from doing it? And I would say because it's not good overall. Mm-hmm. Again, for the 400th time, we three, we can gamble on who the next caller is. That's fine. So it's not that there's a prohibition on gambling. It's a prohibition on me running a business that for me to be successful, I have to figure out ways to abuse multiple people so I can be profitable. And on the other side of it, after people that we don't think will vote for it will vote for it, Uh not only do we have to be prepared to run... But wouldn't we also have to be prepared to be gaslit by those people who will then find a way to do what you're saying and find the way around, well, this is really what I was thinking. We've got to be prepared for that as well so that we can fight back against them and make us look like the bad guys. That's what I'm sick of is that they'll do that. I mean, they do it without any sort of conscience at all. Well, Amy Beth, are you opposed to giving the people the right to vote? That's that's the the age old. It is, it is. And I think that's the one we have to be prepared for as conservatives, as thinking people that are like, wait, what the crap is going on? And then here's the all call right now, because you said it, if your heart is burning right now and you're thinking, I probably should run for that spot, I'm telling you, I will run for that seat. If this person folds, right. if somebody folds in my area, I will run and I will do it proudly. And I will say I'm running because you folded on this issue. If it's that person or if it's a person in your district and you're like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you need to prepare to say, I will run in that person's mm-hmm. place because they sold us out. Mm. Ritz, don't go anywhere, because I definitely want to hear from you on the other side, but we got to take a break. Back when I was in the legislature, my response to people on the letting the people vote, I would say, look, the people are the last line of defense. I'm the first line of defense. Mm. And if I can't get it killed, then it's their job. Mm. But it's not my job just to pass it on. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And it never had an adverse effect. And, and look, people who disagree with me on this issue were still for me. Right. Because I make a decent argument. Right. We got to take a break. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered huh. Radio. Let's go to your phone calls. Let's go to Ritz. Ritz has been patient. Uh, he wants to talk about the lottery. Ritz, welcome to the program. Well, thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Oh, thank you for taking my call. I- I just want to tell you, first of all, how much I appreciate you fine folks for being a voice of reason on this issue. Uh, there's so many pitfalls associated with gambling, and I uh, thank you for pointing them out. One thing I would like to see is I would like to see anybody that is on government assistance not allowed to be able to win a lottery or in a, uh, in a gambling institution. I think that would cut about half of the interest out in gambling. Uh, Ritz, that has been uh, recommended before by your humble host uh, when he was in the legislature. Uh, it was frowned upon in that establishment, but um, <laughs> the no, it's a, it's a great idea because you're using mine and your money, or they're using mine and your money to gamble with. When I thought they needed it to put clothes on their children's back and didn't have any food, and and so it evolved to I was like, fine, okay, well if you win. You owe us back five years of whatever the state has been giving you, at least. And I thought that was a great idea. It would make the the social service systems more, um, they would have more money, et cetera. And they did not like it at all. Well, I'm going to say this as humbly as I can. Great minds think alike. 
<laughs> Thank you, Rhett. I appreciate you, buddy. God bless you. No, um, I mean, it really is. And, and, and so I would Thank say, you. I would ask them, why is, because they would try to say, well, it's not uh, poor people, mm-hmm. economically challenged mm-hmm. people that are going. It's people using their disposable incomes. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, well, if that's the case, why are you against my plan? Yeah. Because they know who the majority of those people are. And in, in the sad part of it is, is they are hoping for things to be better. In the same way that, you know, I'll buy a lottery ticket from now and then so I can just dream about how it would be like. And I told you, by the time it's over, Lori and I are arguing about how we're going to spend the millions of dollars <laughs> that we're not going to win. 100% right. So the House of Representatives just passed HB 151, which was the bill allowing a change in the Constitution to allow gaming mm-hmm. 70 to 32 70 to 32 how many democrats do we have you only had to have 63 oh my gosh so they had extra and more than enough so we have a list of the yeah 70 but yet? i want to know how many how many republicans is that that voted yes i i haven't seen the roll call yet i I'm thought we had almost it. 70 republicans so, so that means there's 30 35 democrats or yeah. just say it that way so half yeah so, oh, good grief. Okay, I'm going to keep looking for the roll call vote. But, but again, you know, I just want people to ask why, tell me why, philosophically. Mm-hmm. I don't, you don't have to use biblical, Scott, you're Puritan, or I don't want to care, I don't care what God says, blah, blah, blah. I'm, you know, I'm a libertarian. Then tell me why, libertarian friends of mine, I can't start a lottery. Why can't oh Sky and I have a casino? Why can't, why are we not allowed to do that? Because in a real libertarian world, not only can you gamble, I can run the establishment. But no, I'm not going to get to do it. And if they pull that cockamamie hogwash stuff, they do well. Well, you can too, Scott, if you'll invest $25 million. Bull hockey. Mm. It don't cost me $25 million to buy a bunch of poker tables oh if that's what gosh. I want to do. Oh, dear. We're going to need a whole is the segment list bad? for this. Is the list bad? I, I'm all right. Well, now, this is just for the constitutional amendment. So maybe they're like, this is this the, is, we're going to give. I'm, I'm for I'm, letting the people vote. Right, right. If we vote for it, I'm for letting the people vote. So this right. isn't the gaming bill. So you have to be careful. but um, Not very careful. Uh, this is a test the water. This is the person who takes the right? chain off the gate, yes. but leaves the gate closed, yes. and then says, I don't know how the cows got out. Yes. You unchain the gate, you yeah. knucklehead. And then if people call them today, they'll be like, oh, 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 oh. I'm against it, yeah. but I'm for the people. Vote. Let's keep let's keep going. Okay, let's see, I'm uh, writing some names down. Lunchbox Bob oh, is man. up next, and then hey. TS after that. Lunchbox Bob, welcome to the program. We're rocking and rolling today, and then I'll look forward to hearing from you. It's the third high. Two babes. And Scott. And Scott, I'm excited. I'm getting energized. I'm feeling good. We opened up this show with a wonderful interview about how our government and our justice system is not only attempting to silence us, but is attempting through the legal process to bankrupt us. People should start paying attention. I'm excited. In the middle of this program, we got to talk a little bit about our education system and how within one generation, Alabamians will be so stupid, we won't even know what a book is. (laughs) But we won't care 
because we'll be so entertained we can just pull the lever or push the button and gamble our hopes and dreams away. And that, that's an awesome thing to hear over the radio, and I'm going to tell you why, Scott. Because dark clouds mean real rain and real lightning. And when I was a sailor, they meant heavy seas. And that means people need to start paying attention and get involved. This wonderful had a problem with the Jesus Gets Us Super Bowl commercial. I said it was one of the best things in the world that could happen. Not because it's going to teach blasphemy to millions of people all over the country. But because maybe, maybe it'll wake up a few thousand individuals that actually care what is said about their faith and their religion in this country. And already we're seeing retypes of that commercial out on YouTube, done by the Babylon Bee, one of the better ones, I think, and out there in the real world. Get involved, people. Be angry. Be upset. If you're comfortable, you're part of the problem. And then drink coffee. Strong, black, and slightly bitter. Thank you, Lunchbox. We got TS coming up on the other side. You don't want to miss it. God, there's not enough time in the day. We'll be back. I got names, too. I'm trying to figure out how we segue here. Welcome back to the program, Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm just doing this because it makes Allison and Sky happy. TS wants to talk about the homeless. And I was thinking, well, that's not exact. But if we continue down this road with the legislative leadership we have, half of us will be homeless. And it'll be awesome. So let's... That's why you're that... Yeah. Wow, that was pretty good, Scott. Just just thinking all the time. Both of my brain cells just going as fast as they can. They're just pedaling. Two little squirrels. Just pedal, pedal, run, run. Run on the wheel. T.S., welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Mr. Beeson. Yes, ma'am. It's controversy Thursday. So maybe this is a dilemma. So maybe it's... All I need to tell you is my hurt... My hurt heart. My heart hurts because... We have nowhere for our homeless to go in the preferred community, per se. Mm. And there's nowhere for them... There's nowhere for them to go in Montgomery, Alabama anymore because the Salvation Army Center was torn down for the water park that, you know, we all needed right beside the Alabama River. The Alabama River is a water park. So, (laughs) I was told and led to speak to you about how we can help. They're being fed in Prattville. Oops, I slipped the name of the... But the thing is, there's nowhere for them to sleep. And honestly, if they don't hide, I don't want to tell you what happens to them because it's rather sad. As in, they're picked up, taken out to the city limits and told, don't come back. And I'm done. Can you leave me? I mean, I know how to gamble illegally, and I'll just give all the money to build some kind of thingy-dingy. Right. Think, Scott. <sighs> the, the homeless situation is a tough situation because 
I, I know it's hard for people to believe, but some people want to be homeless. Some people choose that. that lifestyle. It makes it tough. And also, I'm a little bit jaded because I had a business that collapsed because the city decided that they were no longer going to deal with the homeless in my area. And so I bought this business not knowing mm-hmm. that the policy had changed. The guy who sold it to me knew the policy had changed. And my clientele was nurses from UAB who would come and okay. want to drink the, the healthy, fruity, smoothie drinks that we sold. Hmm. Well, okay. those nurses weren't keen on walking through the crowd of homeless men who would uh, catcall and then ask for money. And if they didn't ask for money, they would proceed to tell them how they were terrible people with all sorts of profanity. So my customer base went away almost instantaneously. So it's just... It's, it's, t- it's tough for me to uh, to deal okay. with that issue. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. I'm going to deal with it here because I've been led to. Yes. Praying about it. I mean, yes, I've seen the thing underneath y'all's spaghetti bowl where uh, uh, 31 merges on to 20 and everything. Where oh, where, like where the interstates go home. by the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got all kind of yeah, cool stuff there like now. it looks like an outdoor home. No, it looks like an outdoor home with no walls. Okay, we don't have that in, now that I've already said, Prattville. Right. I talk to these people, and they're suffering, and they have nowhere to go. Right. And they have to hide. And, yeah, if they want to hide, fine. But the ones that want help, yes, we're supposed to help them. So, Scott, I'm sorry about your yogurt thingy thingy, <laughs> but nobody's walking over homeless people in Prattville. Right. So I, I would, I, here's my honest suggestion to yes that that okay. you get with you. other other people in the community and see if y'all can start a nonprofit and and put a some sort of shelter now with full understanding if y'all provide places to stay and food uh, you will end up with more homeless people now that is that's just a fact that's the, that's the way it works. Um, but there are some good good ministries up in the Birmingham area. We've had one of the guys Jimmy, that used, Jimmy used to Hale, run Jimmy Hill Mission, place. Uh, and th- and they do good work, and they're Christian oriented, and they and they do a good job of screening those who are actually looking for help, trying to get out of their situation, and and helping those people do that. But my suggestion would be that if you have a a fire and a passion that the Lord has put there, that you need to start looking into being the one to do it. You're going to come help me. Yes, the girls will. And Sky. <laughs> okay. Yes. Love you more. <laughs> Thank you, T.S. No, I mean, it's, that's how you deal with those kind of things. Well, it's, the people it's what who the are church used to do. Yes, that's right. I mean, that's what we used to do. Because the church could say, and that's the thing about the church. Originally, or when communities did these things, they knew who was scamming and who really needed help. And you would say to the scammer, get off your dead butt. Right. We're not doing that, but they would help the people who needed help. And that's the problem when the government does it, is that is that there's a checklist. And as long as they answer the questions correctly, everybody needs help. Yeah. But when you do it close to home or with the church, you can actually help those who need help 
And sometimes the help is a swift kick in the tail. There's accountability. It, it is. That, that that's, all the that's the nice way to say sometimes a swift yeah, kick. The, <laughs> the accountability piece has to be a part of it. Yes. Because like at, at Jesse's place, there's accountability. There's responsibility. There are things that you have to do to be able to stay there. There are things mm -hmm. that you can't do mm -hmm. if you choose to stay there. There's job requirements. There's counseling requirements. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of requirements to be able to do that We. So I, I'm excited for her that the Lord has put this on their heart. But yes. I do think partnering with church, find out who's already mm -hmm. doing it. Mm -hmm. And then maybe your resources will grow exponentially and quite quickly so that you can go get a building and you can do these things. But it cannot, I think, it, it must be filled with requirements because that's the one thing that will help them the most is we're not another government handout program. Mm -hmm. We are about helping you help yourself to become a functional member and, of society. And most communities will rally behind a organization who is that is doing that. Right. But if you become an organization that is simply a handout factory. Yeah, no, thank you. The community will quickly not support it. One of our experiences in Birmingham was there were two churches, two liberal churches, and they were the feeding centers because mm -hmm. they were feeding the poor. Yep. And they would just migrate from this one back to that one. And whatever was in their path, you know, don't leave anything out. Watch out because somebody's peeing in the doorways, back and forth, back and forth. And two people were having um, familial relations out by the sidewalk. And one of the places helping refute is said, "Hey, no, that was on our private property, and we're not we're not prosecuting." So the city was like, "What? They were they're right there? Oh no, no, we're so good that we'll protect them from even doing that." And that's that. I'm so good. I'm an idiot. Thing that I just don't well, understand. It's Yes, it was. It's enabling. And so think about it. We don't need the UN. We don't need NATO. We don't need WHO. We don't need most government organizations, but we do need the church. And this is where the church can be good at this. But we've made it so tough mm -hmm. to do the things we want to do mm -hmm. that these things need to go away. And this one thing needs to explode. And this is a place where the church can if they do it well. Let me throw another thing out there to go with what we said earlier. Yeah. If everybody husband and wife in every family wasn't having to work because of the policy decisions of our government, mm. um, there would be more people available to help with things in the community. That's too much truth, Scott. Mm. Man. All right, we got Bill who wants to talk about, does that say sin or Siri? It One does of the two. say sin. sin. Sin and Clark as well. Not a lot of time left, so we'll get through those quickly. You're listening to Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. Golly, the last segment of Alabama Unfiltered Radio for this Thursday edition. Now, it hasn't been a conspiracy thinker Thursday. It's just been a Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Just plain old, regular, awesome award winning on this program. I mean, look, the awards are stacking up. I know. But uh, we're still humble, and we're here for you. Mm. So let's go out. We'll take them in order. Let's go to uh, Bill. Who wants to either talk about sin or Siri sin or one or the other? Bill, <laughs> welcome to the program. Yeah, not Siri. Um, I, how y'all doing today? We're doing well, buddy. How are you? Good. Well, and I also and I need to be quick because I know we're okay. in the last. And Clark wants to say something. Uh, yes, sir. I do want to make a pitch on that last call that lady made about the homeless. Yes. Okay, there's a ministry in, in Springfield, Missouri, and it's called Freeway Ministry. 
and it's it's everything that woman wishes Frank, uh, Montgomery had, and it does all the stuff that you all just mentioned. Uh, uh, freeway Ministries and what they and it's going international. Um, John Stroop is the founder. Uh, Cross Crossway Baptist Church, Springfield, Missouri. Freeway Ministry. You Google. They'll send out a team and do a startup in this city if we're serious. Okay, no, that's a great a idea, Bill. It and it's it's incredible. I, I've I've you know I lived in Springfield, Missouri, and I worked with the homeless and the drug addicts and, and all that and and it's highly successful and you know that accountability is right and that's that's how you weed out the ones who just want to take advantage right know? and so they will come out and they will do a startup right here in this city if if we really want to reach this city for christ uh they'll come Awesome. That that is a great idea, Bill. Free Freeway Ministry, Springfield, Missouri, and I'm sure TS is still listening. So uh, no, that's great, buddy. That is that's that's a service. Just letting us know about that. Yeah, you should look up the founder story, John Stroop. Man, the guy, it, it's incredible, and it's all there. Um, it just, but so I just want to make one little comment on the another caller. He he said something about being being deeper than sin. Um, I. As a past, I have to respectfully disagree. You can't get any deeper than sin because sin is the very thing that separates us from God, and sin is the reason everybody wants to take advantage of everybody and look out for their own interests. Um, so you really can't get much deeper than than sin. So sin is connected to all of this, and so really. I got you. It, my, my thought is, is all of us who really believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, we just need to try to find somebody that we can point to Christ because he's, he's the only one that has any power over sin. And, that, and that's the only way we're going to fix things. You're right, Bill. Hey, one day we're going to have the whole debate on um, any sin separates you from God, but I think some sins are worse because they get put in the abomination category and then some of them are just you're an idiot category. But we'll do that another day, Bill. I look forward to it. Yes, sir. God bless you. Let's go to Clark. Clark, welcome to the program. Clark. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Clark. How are you? I'm good. So we're going to have to go NASCAR here. Sometime soon. Old-timey NASCAR before they put those plate restrictor plates on. Exactly. So pretty soon we're going to have to do Operation Massengill. In depth, <laughs> considering yeah. but I don't understand. Yeah. Now, here's the thing: I sent you at least three articles on CIA, Brennan, Obama, and Hillary creating Russian collusion. Have you seen three of them? I have seen those articles. Yes. Okay. Now, at the same time, those articles came out. No, wait. Less than 48 hours later. We have articles at New York Times, ABC, NBC, The Atlantic, telling us about Russian nukes in space. Uh-huh. So, I don't know, Scott. Coincidence there, or let's change the subject and make it look like we need more financing for the intel community that helped try and steal an election? Uh, I think that may be it. Thanks, Clark. We got to roll. We can talk about that tomorrow. Yeah, the whole thing. It's all weird. Oh, my gosh. Warning, warning, warning. The Russians are Russians. They're going to nuke us from space. We got to fight them.
huh, our guys are helping with that narrative. We'll try to be back tomorrow if they let us. Y'all be good. Be safe. See y'all.